We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Well, it was another insane week, folks. It started this past weekend, which was the one-year anniversary of Anthony Fauci saying, if we could get to at least 50% vaccination, we could end COVID. Ha! Ha! That worked out great. Well, we did, and we haven't. Now, under Joe Biden, there's more deaths from COVID than there were under Trump, which goes to show that Anthony Fauci is either a liar, a fool, or both. But she should never be respected or trusted again for any kind of prognostication. And that kicked off a week of insanity that started with Saturday Night Live and a gang rape joke, because, you know, those are always funny. Folks, if you want to just a quick study of how deep and destructive and hateful the divide between the right and the left is right now, how very dangerously we are teetering near the edge of violence. All you need to do is listen to this. It was an actual joke on Saturday Night Live. We used to call this dehumanizing, the kind of thing that would happen to groups of people in societies before they were brutalized and ultimately murdered by their governments. Yes, this joke, as they called it on Saturday Night Live, is that serious. It was about Roger Stone's wife, and it was a thing of horror, absolutely unimaginable years ago, heck, even a decade ago, that this would be tolerated. That it was barely remarked upon by the end of the week was astonishing. On Saturday Night Live, they joked about gang raping Roger Stone's wife. Thing is, she's got stage four cancer. She won't live that much longer. He doesn't want to testify before the January 6th commission. That was the basis for the joke. Now listen to it. Trump advisor, <laughs> Trump advisor Roger Stone, who draws his glasses on with the Sharpie, <laughs> refused to cooperate with the committee investigating the January 6th attacks. Though Stone said he would be open to sitting in the corner watching the committee take turns on his wife. <laughs> And that, and the fact that it didn't cause any kind of major controversy, is all you need to know about where we are in this country, in the divide between the two sides. Why is that divide so deep and wide? Why can it never be patched up or bridged? Because, as became much clearer this week, they are communists, completely comfortable with communism. That was on full display this week, too. 
As it came out, that Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, he's a U.S. senator, actually gave out the awards at a Communist Party USA Christmas gala. I am not making this up. And no, when it was discovered, he not only didn't apologize, he didn't seem to be ashamed at all. The Christmas gala that he gave out the awards during was at the Connecticut People's World Committee. It is the local branch of the Communist Party USA. He was introduced as a special surprise guest. And he told the crowd, quote, I am really excited and honored to be with you today and to share this remarkable occasion. (sighs) Y'all, he continued, I'm here to honor the great tradition of activism and standing up for individual work. Individual. It could be any of that. Individual workers. That is represented by the three honorees here. If that wasn't enough to show you who these people really are, there was a second mask slip this week. As Joe Biden argued for federalizing elections, which is in itself bizarre since it's prohibited by the Constitution. It specifically explicitly states that the states and the states alone are supposed to hold and host elections. The Democrats are pretending that's not in there. But listen to who Biden quoted in order to justify this. It was Stalin. In fact, it wasn't an obscure quote either. He used one of Stalin's most famous quotes. It's no longer just who gets to vote or making it easy for eligible people to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all. That famous quote comes from a book by one of Joe Stalin's personal secretaries, Boris Bazhinov. He fled the USSR in 1928 and wrote a book about his experiences. He quoted Stalin as describing elections this way. I regard it completely unimportant who in the party will vote and how, but it is extremely important who will count the votes and how. Then, as the week rolled on, we learned the shocking truth. That producers were seeing a 9.6% price inflation increase. That's an astonishing number. It's more than four times the typical inflationary rate for the country. And we also learned that farther back in the supply chain, in the beginning of it, where right now producers are just procuring stuff they need to make stuff, parts and pieces, the actual inflationary costs are 24% higher than they were a year ago. What does that mean? You'll see the prices on the shelves for many of those goods at that 24, 25% higher rate in four to five months as that stuff moves through the supply chain. Those are shocking numbers. You'd think our officials would be, you know, panicking, headed for Greece style austerity, but they're doing the opposite. And what this really shows this week, folks, what, what we saw is that the Democrats do not give a rip about how broke the American people are. And at a minimum, they're just fine with piling on more expenses. The most shocking of which we found out had already passed the House this week. This was on Tuesday in the Wall Street Journal. A methane tax. Yep, it's a tax on natural gas at the production point. But here's the problem, according to the Wall Street Journal. It'll add, on average... 17% to the average consumer's electric bill. 17%. On top of already record-breaking or near-record-breaking inflation? Yup. Only a party that intends to break the back of the middle class and impoverish the American people 
or somebody doesn't care if that happens as the result of their policies could do something that cruel. But they did. It passed the House. Hasn't passed the Senate yet. So keep your fingers crossed that we can stop it. Then a second blow fell the next day. We read about it in the UK Daily Mail and also in the Wall Street Journal. The Democrats' Build Back Broke plan, which thank God it looks like won't pass, includes a daycare provision. You can be sure we'll be back next year, probably stuffed into the budget. It would increase the average middle-class family of four's daycare costs by something on the order of twenty to $30,000 a year. That's if you have two kids. That, with the increased energy cost, would pretty much go ahead and break the back of the middle class if inflation doesn't finish them off first. This is a party, again, that clearly wants to do that or doesn't care at all about the repercussions of doing it. They're untethered from reality or they're slap evil or both. And understand the background against which all this went down. We just learned this week from CBS News that the average family's expenses, average family's expenses, the United States of America increased due to inflation by $3.5,000 this year. So the Democrats see that and they're like, okay, cool. Let's raise their energy bills by 17%. Now you raise energy bills by 17%. That's going to increase the cost of goods too. It's going to increase the cost of manufacturing, the places you go to buy them, et cetera, et cetera. And they just don't care. So what happens when that massive 25, 26% supply chain inflation makes its way to the stores in about four to five months? What it means is the dollar will degrade by that much. What happens when the dollar degrade by, degrades by that much? So far, the media hasn't told the American people, which is insane. So far, they're only couching it in terms of, well, you know, stuff will go up at the grocery store. It'll be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But right now, the dollar is the world's reserve currency. So if you're trading in it, transacting in it, using it as, you know, an international business, which is what it's used for, and it loses that amount of value that fast as it is right now, you can't transact in it. You'll literally be losing money as you're making the trade, you know, as you're merging your company, as you're selling off a division. You can't do it. You're going to have to switch out of the currency into another more stable one. When that happens, the demand for the dollar will plunge even more. It's a vicious cycle. Nobody is speaking of it, which is how you know it's the biggest problem facing us in America. But somebody finally did this week. Somebody finally for just a minute, and it literally is a minute-long clip, just a minute explain to the American people what happens when your dollar begins to degrade, which is what inflation is. It gets dumped by those who transact in it, those who save their stores of value in it, say in investments or, I don't know, in savings accounts or wherever, corporate accounts. It gets dumped. Now you've got an even bigger glut of unwanted dollars. And guess what happens when you got too much of a thing? the value of it plummets. It's a vicious cycle. And Tucker Carlson and Euro-Pacific Capital CEO Peter Schiff finally voiced this possibility, just for a minute, not more than that, on Fox News. But that's progress because nobody's telling the American people what's coming if we don't start immediate rate hikes and take extreme measures to tamp down the dollar. We desperately need more members of the mainstream media to explain this to the American people.
Investors have lost faith in the U.S. dollar. That's why they're running to crypto. How long till the rest of the world loses enough faith that the U.S. dollar is no longer the world's reserve currency? Well, people still have confidence in the dollar and the Federal Reserve. I don't know why they've gotten so many things wrong. You know, I think the people that are running to crypto are unfortunately running in the wrong direction. They're probably jumping from the frying pan into the fire. But eventually, the world is going to leave the U.S. dollar. The dollar is going to collapse. Money is going to flow into other currencies. It's going to flow into real money, gold and silver. It's going to go into real assets, uh, stocks, real estate, mostly outside the United States, because we're going to be the epicenter of a coming uh, currency crisis and sovereign debt crisis that's going to make the financial crisis of 2008 look like a Sunday school picnic. Yeah, this is bigger than coronavirus or pronouns. This is big. I don't know why it's being ignored. I and he's right. The fact that it's being ignored at all is insane. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. But it's exactly what Vladimir Putin warned us about about six weeks ago when he said, look, I don't want to go off the dollar, but my government's going to have to. And he was talking to Americans and he said, Americans, you've got to stop them in Washington. They're destroying your dollar. Well, the first drop in the bucket, it wasn't a big one, hit this week. Myanmar, which has always used dollars in its trade with China, abandoned the dollar. It picked up the yuan. Given the basket case that China is right now economically, that speaks volumes. Let's pray it doesn't catch on. Adding to the anxiety of this is the fact that America doesn't have leaders they can trust right now to take care of any of this, much less give a damn about it. Remember Rush Limbaugh used to call Joe Biden bite me? You know why? Because that was Biden's general attitude about anything concerning anybody else. <laughs> bite me. I don't care. And you can see the total damage to his presidency so far. You know what it's been, folks? This presidency was killed in its crib. We have never before seen, I pointed this out earlier on the podcast, we've never before seen the New York Times or any other mainstream media outlet suggest that a president, just 11 months into their term, or even years into their first term, abandon the presidency, announce they're not running, become a lame duck, in order to revive the party. But that's exactly what the New York Times opinion page proposed this week. They sent their faux conservative columnist out to propose it so there wouldn't be too much outrage. But he had to get it past the editor. They're on board with this. They've seen the internal polling. It's a bloodbath. This is one of the most devastating numbers I've seen so far because it's not partisan. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing or liking a direction someone's going. It's something you don't recover from. Not at this level. It's a new media poll from CNN that was released on Thursday. 
And it shows a staggering 66% of Americans do not trust Joe Biden. So this isn't about liking or not liking, agreeing or not agreeing. It's about trust. You don't recover trust easily in any relationship. And Joe is incapable of it. He doesn't even understand the need for it. He's a psychopath. He simply can't. And I don't mean that as a slam. This is just the just the reality of Joe's psychology. But Joe is not going to be able to earn that trust back, especially not when those who work for him, who craft his image, his policies are bent on destruction as much of it as they can get done as fast as they can. There's no solution for this situation. That's a devastating number. In fact, I'd go so far as to say it's insane especially given the polling patterns of the past. If you remember, you know, Barack Obama, Trump era, for the most part on most things, most polling questions are divided right down the middle in America, 47% for, 46% against, something like that, 50-50, whatever. It's close. America divides right down the middle. To see a number as high as 66% agreement on anything gets my attention because it's so rare, but we're seeing it more and more in the Biden administration. Like this number. Folks, you just don't see numbers this high in polling in terms of agreement on anything in America because we are so divided. But we just saw it. A shocking almost 90 percent, 89, of U.S. voters are concerned about the wave of violent crime spreading across the country. That's according to Rasmussen reports, including more than half, 69 percent, of whom are very concerned. Those statistics are up from July when it was a mere 79%, including 49% who were very concerned. This is spinning out of control quickly at a level of agreement among Americans of all colors, races, um, economic levels, and partisan stripes that we just haven't seen in years. So, I don't know. Joe said he'd unify the country. I guess he got that part right. It was probably the only thing he didn't lie to us about. Finally, remember when I told you not too long ago there was only one way out of the stagflation crisis? And it's the one thing Democrats are determined, coincidentally, not to let us do. Yep, most determined not to let us do. And that is drill. For natural gas and oil, we need to turn the spigot all the way up. And I explained to you why that was. Because when you look at growth during the Trump era, and I did the growth report every quarter, Like clockwork, between 28 and 33 percent, the largest category of growth in the U.S. economy was in the mining and minerals category. In other words, it was basically natural gas, oil, coal and some, you know, natural earth minerals. That's the biggest growth category. If you want to kill growth in America, you aim a nuclear weapon at that, as the Democrats have. You want to grow growth in America, which we desperately need to do to keep up with the cost of inflation tamp it down, and then also push the cost of inflation down as well, because that will make energy cost less. What do we need to do? We need to throw open the gushers, open the spigots. Heck, incentivize drilling for oil and natural gas. We need to see an explosion in the sale of America's products worldwide. But actually, the opposite is happening. This is insane because these are record levels I'm about to talk to tell you about. Guess who's seeing the kind of record growth we desperately need to keep our GDP growth in line and counter inflation? Guess who's seeing it? Not us. 
Saudi Arabia. They're projecting the fastest economic growth in a decade, thanks to oil prices. And Russia? Russia is predicting oil production to be near post-Soviet highs. Why won't that happen here? Because Joe Biden has tamped this down with regulation that makes it almost impossible at this point for anyone to want to open um, our drilling platforms that are now closed and did close during COVID. Nobody is willing to invest and they're not wrong. Not when Joe Biden is shutting pipelines down. This is the heart of the problem. We are literally transferring, exporting, if you will, economic growth to our enemies, to Russia and to Saudi Arabia while we crush the dollar. It's insanity, and it could easily be reversed, which makes me wonder, it's going to get so much worse inflation-wise. There are going to be massive numbers of Americans opposing the Democrats. When they're that hated, when they are in utter despair, because that's coming. I just told you about the inflation that's in the supply line. Then will they do what it will take to save their party at the polls? Or do they have some other way of winning in mind? Even then, if their scheme is to cheat, with the level of hatred, this level of inflation is going to cause by spring. And remember, folks, CNN predicted $5 a gallon gas nationwide by spring, by June specifically, actually. So more like summer. You know, in parts of California, they already have $7 a gallon gas. So, I mean, at that level, there's going to be a level of hatred toward the bottom administration and ultimately the Democrats that we haven't really seen in our lifetimes. Are they really going to dig their heels in then about the one thing that could turn this around or make it better? I don't know. They probably will. It'll be shocking to watch. Insane. Will. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.